Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And this morning I am joined from the University of Minnesota by Julie Weisenhorn. Good morning, Julie. Hey, Denny, you're a little bit soft. Can you turn up a bit? Well, I'm trying to, and you're a little bit soft. So <laughs> I guess we just got to kind of harden up. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to gonna listen really little, close. Uh, some audio issues today, uh, but we'll get through it, I know. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question uh, for Julie, by all means, call it in or text it in, whichever's easier, 651-461-9226. Even before uh, we we got a hold of you, Julie, we're we're getting text messages for the show, so you know we're in for a busy hour. (laughs) In fact, why don't we just uh, get rolling here, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about our usual... Thanks. Boy, I tell you, I I hope the forecast is accurate that we indeed do get some showers later today. Boy, me too. I am just crossing my fingers. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, Okay, here we go. Uh, Texter says, my annual hibiscus leaves are continuing to yellow and shed. I have it in the morning sun and then shade after 2.30. I water it when it's dry an inch 
down. I repotted it in good soil after bringing it home from the nursery into a pot just two inches larger than the root ball. Help me. Okay, it sounds to me like they're uh, like it's just going through a little bit of transplant stress. That's pretty common with plants. They uh, they just have to get readjusted to their new location, and when you transplant a plant, that can happen. So I would say keep watering it. You've done everything correct, and uh, I'm sure it will start to leaf out and bloom for you. Okay. Uh, Good morning. This texter says, uh, for dormant seeding this fall, I would like to put grass seed down and then put a thin layer of compost on top. Would that be okay to do, or should I just stick to the grass seed? My soil, texter says, needs nutrients, and I was wondering if sitting under a blanket of snow for six months would be beneficial or (laughs) not so much. I think that you could, I, I don't think it would hurt anything. Uh, to do that, and the thin layer of compost is maybe a quarter of an inch. So it's it's just a sprinkling of the compost. But usually with dormant seeding, we don't put anything over the seed. And, uh, and that's because in the spring, as the soil f- thaws and uh, refreezes, it actually adds moisture and makes it available to those seeds for germination. And then they kind of work their way down into the soil as that soil starts to melt. So I don't think you need it for that reason. You could top dress your lawn, though, just with plain compost. That can always help with adding organic matter to your lawn. Okay. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you want to call it in or text it in. Either way, 651-461-9226. Again, 651-461-9226. Julie, this listener says, can I use preen in an established flower or vegetable garden? You can use preen as long as you haven't put any seeds down. So if you, uh, usually in a flower garden, unless you've seeded with annual seeds, that's usually not a problem. Uh, if you are using preen in your vegetable garden, a lot of times, a lot of the vegetables we grow here, like carrots and beets, are seeded. So as long as you haven't seeded anything, uh, you can use preen for controlling annual seeds. Julie, what is preen? What is it? What does it do? <laughs> Preen is a pre-emergent, so a pre-emergent will prevent seeds from germinating, and uh, so we often use pre-emergents in areas where we have a lot of annual weeds like crabgrass, and uh, and people do move do use it in established beds as well to control other annual weeds as well. Okay. Uh, another, I'm gonna, we're going to try to set a record here, Julie, of how many questions <laughs> right. we can uh, get in in this hour. Uh, is there anything, Texter says, I can do now or early next spring to prevent sawfly larvae from decimating azaleas? Yeah, all those sawfly larvae, they are tough. They're little, uh, there's many kinds of sawflies in Minnesota. We have an excellent webpage on our extension site about sawflies, and you can see pictures of different kinds of sawflies. But essentially what they do is they come and they feed on uh, our particularly evergreens, but also azaleas, our deciduous shrubs like azaleas. And they, they eat the leaves. And, uh, and the issue with that is that, of course, we're concerned that the plants are going to suffer from that. The sawflies, the good thing is that those larvae are only around for a little while, like a couple of weeks. What you can do is simply blast those sawflies when you see them, uh, blast them with water, 
and that will knock them to the ground. And once they're on the ground, they do not climb back up onto the plant and continue feeding. They actually stay on the ground and they burrow down in and then they pupate and come out as adults. So sometimes like all insects, they're worse than others some years. Uh, they just kind of go through cycles in, in their life. But you don't need to spray anything. You can just blast those little buggers off of those plants. Oh, okay. Another texture says this, Julie, should we continue to use fertilizer and weed control during a drought? That's a good question. Oh, my gosh. So glad because our home turf newsletter, home lawn turf newsletter, has an excellent article on the things to do or not to do right now. And that is exactly what I want to tell people. We want to reduce the stress as much as possible. Our turf actually can live 64 days uh, going through sudden drought stress. So it's not dying. It maybe looks a little browner, more like we'd see in July. But our goal is to reduce the stress as much as stress. So it's not dying. It maybe looks a little browner, more like we'd see in July. But our goal is to reduce the stress as much as possible. The problem is we went right into a very hot conditions and that has reduced the, the plant's ability to produce a lot of roots. So the biomass, the root biomass is less. And this may be more, um, this may be more difficult for it to survive drier months. So we want to reduce the stress on the plants. So that is correct. Do not fertilize your lawns right now. That is going to add stress uh, during these hot, dry conditions. You want to also uh, really, really pay attention to mowing only a third of the plant at a time. Raise your mower up. Raise it up to at least three and a half inches and really pay attention to not mowing more than a third because you're cutting off photosynthetic material. And that photosynthetic material, the blades of the grass, that green part, that actually will, we need that to be putting energy back into the turf roots. So really pay attention to that one third height. Sharpen your mower blades those uh, the mower blades can actually by they can they can tear those blades and they can make it really hard for the plant to survive. So sharpen your blades, pay attention to the one third of height. Do not even if it even if you just mowed or you mowed a little while ago and you said, "Boy, it's been a week. I need to mow again." Really resist the urge to do that. And then if you can limit foot traffic on your lawn, don't get too obsessive about this, but that can help to also lessen that. Um, that uh, stress as well. And then if we don't get any rain for the next month or so, consider watering. Boy. I know. I hope it's not, I hope it's not another year like we had last year. Uh, yeah, kind of you leave your lawn alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to take a break. We'll do that and make a quick break and uh, come right back. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, we welcome yours either by phone or by text. We'll grab some phone calls and we come back too. 651 461 9226. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. We are here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour welcoming your lawn and garden questions either by phone or by text. Julie Weisenhardt from the U of M is answering those particular questions. One of them, Julie... <laughs> has nothing to do with lawns or gardens, except they want to know when the abiders are playing next. All right. <laughs> abiders riders. So we are playing. Actually, we have two gigs coming up this week. One is at the Arboretum. 
So uh, the Arboretum has music in the gardens on Thursday nights and Sunday afternoons. We'll be on uh, this Thursday, June 22nd. We start at 6 o'clock, play till 7.30. And, uh, and the second one is on Saturday at Surfside Bar and Grill in Mound. We're playing for Carl's birthday. So big come on birthday. out and celebrate with us. Yeah, I'm not going to say what number it is, but it's Nor a big old birthday. <laughs> and that'll be this coming Saturday. Right. We start around 8 o'clock. Outstanding. Uh, I remember uh, seeing you guys at the uh, the uh, Arboretum. It was last year my daughter Tina and I went out. What a fun event that is. So if you get a chance to do that, take yeah, it's it. it's really great. A lot of fun. And happy birthday to Carl. By the way, <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, put you back to work here on this uh, Saturday uh, Smart Garden Show. We have callers. We have texters. Let's grab a uh, phone call from, um, let's see. Boy, we've got a bunch of folks. Um, Bernie is calling from White Bear Lake, I think, first of all, then we'll grab some more. Bernie, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. What's your question? Thank Thank you. you. My question is, I have a crabapple tree. It's a red one. And this year, it didn't have any blossoms, hardly any blossoms. It usually gets really covered, fully covered with red blossoms. Is that good or what? What's happening? Okay, so Bernie, when uh, did you prune your tree at all? Mm, no, I'm not sure. No, no. You haven't. So you ha- you didn't prune it last year or this spring or anything? No, I didn't. Okay. Usually I would ask that because uh, if we prune a little at the wrong time of the year, we end up pruning off the flower buds. Um, It could be that the tree is just, for lack of a better term, kind of taking a year off. And uh, it it may have been drought stressed from last year. You know, it was really hot and dry. And it could be that the plant just couldn't reserve enough energy last year to produce flower blossoms this year. If the tree is otherwise healthy, leaves look great, um, bark looks great, then I would just chalk it up to a year that it, it just couldn't produce enough energy to, to flower. If it happens again next year, then I would probably get an arborist out to take a look at it and have them assess it. It could be that the plant is, if it's a very, very old tree, the plant may, uh, may be reaching the end of its life. If it's, uh, if there's other things to do, like perhaps you need to um, do some fertilization or that maybe something else is going on, an arborist can assess that. And we have such excellent arborists. We have a good web page on our extension site called How to Hire a Tree Care Professional. And it gives you a link to, the, uh, to a, a site where you can put in your zip code and find certified arborists in your area. It also gives you good questions to ask an arborist as well. So if you have any tree issues, uh, crab apples or otherwise, a certified arborist is an excellent resource. Well worth the us, investment. And give us that website again, Julie. Sure. It's extension.umn.edu. And you can just type in arborist or tree care professional into the search box and it will come up right away. Okay. Great. We'll, we'll mention that, of course, as we always do. Let's grab another phone call this morning. Mike calling in from St. Francis this morning. Mike, you're on with Julie. Hi, guys. Thanks for uh, taking my call. 
Uh, I you have bet. a maple tree. It's about seven years old, and uh, it blossomed, and foliage came out, and all of a sudden my leaves started curling in the black line, and it was like started right on the north side of the tree, and it was quite distinct. Do you have a clue what's going on with that? Uh, it's hard to say. It. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, what you're watering has been for that tree, if you've been watering it. That's a fairly young tree. It, uh, it gets plenty of water. Gets plenty of water. Okay, that's good. Uh, has it split in the bark at all? Uh, no. Okay, it, that's it good too. healthy other than losing the foliage with the leaves. And I noticed there's some new growth happening in parts of the part that have lost the leaves. Okay. Well, that's good, too. Uh, trees can actually lose some of their foliage like that. They can hit a, a, mo- a time of drought stress or heat stress. Uh, the leaves come out. They're pretty succulent. That, you know, we, we went into this really, you know, extreme heat pretty quickly, and that made that may have caused it to lose those leaves, but it's refoliating, which is great. So keep it watered. You're doing the right thing. Mulch it if you haven't done that. Uh, and just keep an eye on it, and uh, and hopefully it'll refoliate and be fine for the rest of the summer. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Uh, let's go to Clearwater. I think uh, Bob is on the horn calling in the uh, question. Thanks for waiting, Bob. What's your question for Julie? Good morning, and thank you for taking my question. So my wife and I have a cabin up by Clearwater, and we've noticed that uh, I think it's our oak trees that seem to be dropping sap. Um, our deck, um, when we walk on it, it sticks to us. Even the chairs seem to have some stickiness. And I've even noticed on the windshield of the vehicle uh, parked in the driveway, there seems to be some small sap on it. We have a lot of oak trees, like I mentioned, so I'm not sure if it's a concern about the oak trees or what might be happening. Well, that is an excellent question, and I'm going to hazard a guess that you might have aphids on your oak trees. So aphids are small uh, sucking insects, and they will suck out the juices of the tree, of the leaves, and then they excrete something called honeydew. And honeydew is a sweet, sugary uh, concoction. It's technically excrement, sorry, uh, and when they drop it onto uh, surfaces like that, it's exactly what you described. It's clear, it's sticky, it gets on your cars, it gets on your decks. Uh, it is uh, kind of hard to get off. You can scrub it off, but uh, it's essentially probably aphids in your oak trees. What to do about it? It's tough to treat a large tree. So I think that, uh, again, you could have an arborist come out and advise on that. But in most cases, it's something that uh, that you kind of have to suffer through, and you hope that eventually the aphids just, you know, they've reached a peak of their uh, production for the summer, their life cycle, and then they go away. But um, you can, it, hopefully you'll also be encouraging some of the aphid-eating insects. So these are ladybugs, praying mantis. Um, yeah, there's an, it's really a tough situation. I had somebody ask that same question a couple weeks ago. And uh, and it's not sap, but it's the honeydew. Okay, very good. Hang on, Julie. We're going to take a break for uh, weather. We'll take a look at that forecast. We have about another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, call it in or text it in. 
Number's the same, 651-461-9226. Here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour this morning, welcoming your phone calls and text messages. Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota, 651-461-9226. Julie, you wanted to kind of back up, do a little homework on that uh, oak and aphids issue. Yeah, I did because it's the second time that I've heard that uh, issue in the past couple of weeks. And so I wanted to mention we do have a web page on aphids. And uh, there are a couple things that the, the caller could do immediately is, uh, first of all, you can wash your, your car and your deck with soap and water and scrub it. Uh, that would be helpful. But also you can take a, a, a strong hose with a blast of water. Again, you can try to blast some of them off. It depends on how big the tree is. You can also contact a certified arborist to come in and look at potentially using a systemic pesticide. So this is a pesticide that's applied to the base of trees. It's transported through the sap in the trees to the leaves, stems, and branches where those aphids are feeding. And when the aphids consume the pesticide, they die. So it takes a little time because that has to get up through the tree a couple of weeks, two to four weeks, depending on the product used and the size of the trees. But it might be something that you would consider uh, investing in to eliminate those uh, the aphids. So uh, you can contact a certified arborist. We have how to hire a tree care professional. I mentioned it a little bit earlier on our extension.umn.edu. So blast of water, you can try that. Clean the surfaces, but then uh, consider hiring a tree care professional to treat the trees. A lot of tree questions this morning, Julie, uh, both phone calls and text messages. Here's another one. An ash tree that has dead branches, one is treated with insecticide, the other is not. Is it okay to trim the dead branches now or wait? Uh, You know, I think I would probably wait, and not so much because of uh, attracting more insects, but just because of the heat that we're going through. It may add undue stress to those ash trees, which are already stressed. So I think I would just, unless it's a hazardous branch, like it's going to fall on your house or your car or you're concerned, I would hold off. Again, a tree care professional can advise on that. It's hard to say on the radio. But my, my gut tells me to just hold off on trimming anything right now unless it's really absolutely necessary, just because it's so hot and dry right now. Yeah. Let's grab a phone call. Kelly calling in from uh, Maple Grove this morning. Kelly, you're on CCO with Julie. Hi, Julie and Denny. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Regarding... Sorry. Um, I have a question regarding Turkish thistle. And um, I've been pulling them out with like a um, cobra type hook, and I don't get the root. And I'm not sure um, I get part of it, but then it grows back. Is there a chemical to kind of get rid of that? Because they seem to spread and and, um, getting them taken out 
sooner is better because it gets just so torn. Right. So thistle is really tough because they put down, as you found out, really, really deep, deep roots. And pulling them yeah. out it can be, you know, just actually make the problem worse because when, when you leave a piece of that root in there, they actually will put up multiple stems from that little piece of root. So you're right in asking so, about a chemical. And I know people are, you know, adverse to chemicals, but for really difficult weeds like that, you really need to use them. And uh, you want to use a broadleaf or a non-selective chemical. So this would be like a glyphosate chemical, um, might have, uh, there might be some combinations of chemicals specifically for things like thistle. And you want to apply it really carefully to those plants. Uh, with any chemicals, you want to follow the instructions, protect yourself if it requires gloves or long pants or shoes, especially in thistle. Uh, you want to be sure that you wear that PPE, but then you also apply it correctly. So follow the instructions. Uh, and buy just as much chemical as you need for this treatment. And then, um, you know, buy more if you need it uh, for a second. You probably will have to keep treating it because it is a, it's a Dickens to get rid of. But, yes, there's a, it would be a glyphosate product. And, again, look for something at your garden centers. Talk to the people there and just ask them for something for thistle. Okay. Good morning, Tester says. Do I need to change the soil in my pots every year? I heard I should. Some people say don't. Just use some fertilizer to give it more nutrients. It depends what you're growing. If you're growing anything uh, like tomatoes or peppers, you would want to use different soil or move those tr or put those plants in a pot that was not growing those plants the year before. That's not. That's an awkward way to describe it. You're essentially rotating your crops. Uh, the problem with planting the same plant in the same soil year after year is that if there are any soil-borne diseases, they stay in the soil. You're essentially feeding those diseases by planting the same plant back in there. But if you're growing ornamentals, if you're growing flowers, annuals, uh, and you want to put a tomato plant into that soil, that's perfectly fine. Bear in mind, though, that some plants like tomatoes because they're bearing fruit. They're going to need that additional soil amendment. So, yes, adding manure, compost to manure, or fertilizer to it would be really helpful. So you can keep the soil year after year, and you can just add to it. But remember to rotate your plants around. Okay. In different Let's uh, get another phone call or two before we break. Gary calling in from Coon Rapids this morning. Gary, you're on CCO with Julie. Good morning. My question is, I had a lawn, uh, contractor come in for some uh, lawn care. Uh, I had side side yard that wasn't growing any grass. He laid down black dirt, fertilizer, seed, and then he put the screen on. There was a little bit of a hill, and he said the screen was for, with the straw, was for uh, if it rained, it wouldn't wash it down the hill into the street. Uh my question is, it, the grass is coming through. Do I leave that screen? It won't get caught up in the lawnmower? So great question. That You'll have to ask him what that, uh, that lawn, it's called a lawn blanket, to ask him what it's made of. Uh, these will, if you use the right one, they'll disintegrate on their own, and you don't need to worry about the getting caught in the lawnmower. Uh, the, the 
netting that they use disintegrates. Uh, takes about, a, I think, a month or so to break down. But you should be able to mow fine over it. Uh, again, raise your blade, keep it up high, and, uh, and that should be fine. But call him and just ask him. Uh, and and just say what did you what's the netting made of? Is it going to break down? Thank you very much. Have a good day. You're welcome. Okay. You too. Thank you. You too. Uh, let's uh, hear from Andy. Andy is calling in from Chicago City this morning. Thanks, Andy. What's your question, please? Uh, good morning, everybody. I uh, well, you you've solved half of my question in regards to the honeydew because <laughs> um, we are getting the same thing on our new deck, and we've got a big white oak tree basically that shades the deck um the one other question i had in regards to the oak is it seems to have a large amount and for lack of a better term moss dropping off of it this time of year and we've never ever had this that i've noticed it as much as we've had this year and it's these tiny little granules that actually come out of that moss i don't know if it's part of the tree protecting itself or part of the fertilization process as it, as it goes forward trying to make more oak trees but it's just really really heavy this year we actually have no uh, it, it's funny you talk about the aphids we have no japanese beetles this year which fed on those aphids i think and uh now, now we have the, the honeydew to deal with but that was a great answer in regards to you answered the first half of my question so i think i'm wondering if the moss is actually the f- uh like the flowering materials like the dead flowers off of the off of the oak that it's something that is just uh uh is from the life cycle of the oak that's just dropping out it's kind of like you lose like you get these big stringy flowers from maples you get the seeds from birch it's it's something that's just happening and it's excessive this year and it could be because of the the sudden heat that we've had and and so I think just sweeping that off would be fine. Um, again, if you have really if you have real concerns about a large tree like a beautiful oak like that, you'd want to call in a professional to just assess it. Okay, very good. Getting a signal, Julie. Time to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back on the other side with a more Smart Garden Show. Keep in mind that coming along in the 9 o'clock hour, Andy Lindis will be with us answering those home improvement questions. So stay tuned for that. If you have any projects going on, any uh, home improvement questions for Andy next hour. Here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to the remaining minutes of our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour on CCO Radio, welcoming those lawn and garden questions. This morning, Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M is answering those very questions. Julie, one thing we always like to mention, not only where the abiders are appearing, (laughs) but uh, to get to the Arboretum. This has got to be a great time of year. Yeah, it's fabulous. We have uh, the roses are in bloom. So we have three areas to see roses. One is our Nelson Shrub Rose Garden, which features hardy landscape roses. That's my favorite one because I'm not much of a like, you know, too much TLC on my plants. I like to look for plants that can really make it. And this is a great one if you're looking at shrub roses. Also, we have our Ankeny Lang Rose Walk, which is kind of a promenade of new rose varieties. And then, of course, the Wilson Rose Garden, which features amazing 
tender roses. These are roses that have to be tipped using the Minnesota tip method. Uh, and we get help from the Rose Society there. But lots to see. We've got bellflowers and mock oranges and catalpas are blooming. Uh, butterfly weed, our service berries are blooming. So just beautiful, beautiful uh, time of year to be at the Arboretum. How do we get there? Well, glad you asked. So it's just out at uh, <laughs> at Highway 5 and uh, 41. Now, if you're coming from uh, Chaska or coming off of 169 through Chaska, bear in mind that that road is closed. So there is a detour for that uh, on 101 that goes through Shakopee. So if you're coming from the south uh, or from the uh, southern uh, parts of the metro, then be sure to take that detour. But otherwise, uh, you can get there at just west of uh, 41 on County on Highway 5. Yep, easy, easy to find. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, here's another, and you do another need a reservation question. still. And you do oh, need yeah, a reservation you do need reservations still, so be sure internet, to get that so. before you get there. Absolutely. Good, good reminder. Can I cut the sucker branches from my river birch now? Listener wants to know. Yes, you can. That's just fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this listener has uh, is noticing some dark brown spots, three or four of them in the front yard. Uh, they're, they're small, almost rust color. They say the lawn is very thick and full, and they water once in a while, uh, monthly depending on moisture, usually for two inches. First time they've seen these rust-colored spots in the yard. So it could be a rust, uh, as they described. So rust are uh, fungal pustules that are on the blades of the leaves. It is rust color. If you walk through it with white tennis shoes on, your tennis shoes will turn rusty colored. Uh, it is something that uh, that you can avoid by minimizing your watering. It sounds kind of like they already are, and uh, and that uh, it will these will spread a little bit uh, as they mow. But I think you can treat those, or you can um, just change some of your lawn care practices. You can check that out on our lawn care webpage on Yard and Garden. Okay. What to do, this texter says, with leftover flower fertilizers, weed killer containers, etc., sitting on garage shelves from uh, previous years. Can I still use them or do they expire? It is not a heated garage. Yeah, boy, if they're really, really old, like if you can't read the label anymore, it's time to get rid of them. Otherwise, they usually stay fairly effective if they've been kept properly. So it's not a heated garage. If they've frozen, that could be an issue. Uh, you can dispose of these. You can look on your uh, county website. So I live in Hennepin County. Hennepin County happens to have several hazardous waste disposal sites. And you can bring those to, their, to those locations, and they will dispose of them properly and safely. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, this uh, listener says, can you speak to the prevalence of the lily beetle in Minneapolis-St. Paul and what can be done to mitigate? Yeah, I don't know much about the lily beetle. It has, it's a fairly new insect on the scene. Uh, and I would say that if you find it, report it to the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. So they have a website called Arrest the Pest, and they ask for people to report it. And uh and also, if uh, they would also then give you some uh, information on their website about how to deal with the lily beetle. So I, it's yeah. kind of new to me. So I have to do some research on that. Here's another one for you. Are yarrow plants terribly invasive? 
No, they're actually really great drought-tolerant plants. Yarrow is a native plant to Minnesota, the white uh, variety. Uh, we also have great colorful ones, too. I have moonshine in my yard, and I'm planting it out at the Arboretum in the Foodscape, our new landscape around our Myers Education Center. It's a great drought-tolerant plant, good bee plant, uh, blooms throughout the whole summer. So it's not terribly invasive. Uh, wherever you have a plant, if you have it someplace you don't want it, just pull it out. It's okay to do that and, uh, and, or give it to somebody, dig it up. Maybe you have a friend who likes some yarrow. That's fine too. But uh, it is not an invasive plant. Okay. Now we have a couple of minutes to go. Uh, can you cut the foliage down on fern peonies and regular peonies after flowering? Do not do that. Uh, that foliage is very important to uh, photosynthesis and then adding more energy back into those big beefy roots that help the plant to bloom next year. So cutting down foliage now, you're basically cutting off the food source for your plant. Just let it go. Leave it alone. Okay. Are cucumbers self-pollinating or do I need more than one plant? Cucumbers are self-pollinating. Yes, you can have one plant of cucumbers. All right. Charlie from St. Paul sends this text, question about pine trees, about how long do they live, and if they're starting to look kind of drab uh, or they're just not as full as before, some of the branches look like they're dying. Can they be fertilized? Uh, what advice do you have without even so seeing pine, them? Yeah, so a conifers, pine trees, spruce, are very long-lived trees in Minnesota, and uh, if they have you know proper growing conditions. It's hard to say... Um, to answer this question because there could be several things going on. And sometimes people say pine trees and they're actually spruce trees. And spruce trees have a lot of needle uh, issues. They're uh, needle cast diseases where it causes the plant to defoliate. So the first thing is, is identify the plant correctly. And again, if it's a really valuable plant or you have a series of issues and you're concerned, contact a certified arborist to come in and take a look at those plants and assess them. Again, remember that the past two summers have been extremely dry and extremely hot, and that can be uh, causing some of the degrade in health that you see in some of the plants. Julie, uh, we have to go. Uh, 20 seconds. When are the abiders <laughs> playing now? And then Carl's we birthday, are, too. Yeah, so we're playing uh, Thursday, uh, set 6 to 7.30 at the Arboretum for Music in the Gardens, and Saturday, June 24th. Uh, from 8 o'clock on at Surfside Bar and Grill, celebrating Carl's big milestone. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Gonna Come on be great. out and hear us. Absolutely. Thanks, Julie. Let's. Uh, we'll see you soon, and uh, we'll hear you soon, too. Thanks so much for your help today. Sounds good, Denny. Have a good weekend. You, too. Uh, Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota. You get those home improvement questions ready for Andy Lindis coming along uh, next hour. Just a reminder, tomorrow morning, I'll be filling in for Susie uh, again, and uh, during the health hour, which is 7 to 8 a.m., we'll be talking about kidneys, uh, their function, uh, dialysis, anything related to kidneys, of course, answering those questions with a special doctor tomorrow morning. Your questions in the 7 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.